what up everybody i hope everybody's well um so i started um i keep saying i'm gonna start playing playstation again i haven't but i'm gonna do that this weekend to stop stressing so much i stress way too much cannot wait for next weekend white chapel so i'm not gonna watch ufc i want to say it's 280 let's see if 290 is in july 289 is june 288 i'm not gonna watch ufc 288 Watch all the people come out of the woodwork. Hey, this feels a fake ass MMA fan going to concerts rather than watching MMA. No, I'm not. Okay. No, I'm not. But I see it as I could watch it when I come back home or another day. I can't go to a concert every day. So I'm going to pick the concert 50 out of 50 times. All right. But that's all I got for you guys. Can't wait. Peace. Make sure you listen for the picks. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. everybody i hope everybody's doing well welcome back to the punch the mouth podcast i'm adrian episode 104 oh my god do you believe that i can't welcome back of course we're gonna give you an update on the nate diaz situation we're gonna talk about bkfc you're lucky the co-main event and the main event i actually care about so i might try to watch that this weekend bkfc's lucky you guys aren't lucky i'm lucky that you listen i want to make that very clear what else is going on we got UFC. I didn't talk about the card this weekend. We're going to do that this weekend. We'll give out the picks. This is what I'm going to do. I'm purposely not going to do another graphic and see what happens. And then if I do good this week, I'm not going to do a graphic for the next week's fights. Because so if if I come out winning in these next two weeks, I'm not going to do the graphic anymore. Because I think the graphic is my downfall, you know. But we're going to see. But if I do bad or if you guys really want me to, I'll do the graphic. But. I don't know, man. I'm thinking about not doing it and see what happens. Let me know what you guys think. Follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. I'm going to do, I'm going to take clips from the podcast and put them up there. And hopefully that spreads the word about the podcast. And then once I start doing the YouTube videos, I'm going to put clips on Instagram as well and on Twitter. What do you guys think about the blue check mark thing not being there anymore? I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's a big deal, like, if you're impersonating a famous person, like, for example, because it's very easy to get there. You can change the username a little bit because you can't copy it, right? Because Twitter will say, well, well, this Twitter name, is this name is already being used, not Twitter name. This name is already being used, so you can't use it, you know? That's what it'll say. But if you get the, if you could get the cover picture and the profile picture, I'm sorry, it took me a while to get my thoughts together. If you could get that then you know it'll be easy to trick people and then it but then it also opens you to um defamation lawsuits and stuff like that because if they could prove hey i didn't say this and then if they're really sticklers they could send you to court for defamation so maybe that's why twitter's not too worried about it and then people are mad at elon musk and like paulo costa said he's like 
Dude, he spent a lot of money on Twitter. He's got to figure out ways to make money. Leave him alone. He's got a point. He's got a point. But anyway, enough of that. Let's get into it. Nate Diaz turned himself in to police Thursday. Following an arrest warrant issued Monday by the New Orleans Police Department, Diaz was in custody Thursday, according to online inmate records. Diaz was officially booked at 7.40 a.m. Central Time. He was later released after posting a $10,000 bond. Police issued a warrant for Diaz's arrest on a felony charge of second-degree battery after a video surfaced last Friday of former UFC star hooking a man unconscious during a larger brawl on famed Bourbon Street. The man was later identified as Rodney Peterson Jr., a social media influence, pro boxer, and amateur MMA fighter. Okay, right here. Pro boxer and amateur MMA fighter? That's it. Nate Diaz has his self-defense, in my opinion, because... He has a self-defense case airtight. He's going to win because he's not a civilian. He's not me, right? Like, I'm a civilian. If I go in there, because people are going to say, well, Nate, Nate, hands are registered weapons. So is this guy. I don't care that he's an amateur fighter. He's a, he's a pro boxer. So in the eyes of the court, he's going to be considered a professional fighter as well. So if this guy went in there, started, and Nate felt threatened, he did what he had to do, and he choked the dude unconscious. Now, you can make the argument, well, why, why is Nate got to be like that? Why doesn't he have security around him? Why doesn't he grow up? Again, like going back to what I said on Wednesday, that's just the way he is. If you come at him, look at him sideways, and he feels threatened, that's how he's going to react. Is that the best defense? No, but that's the truth. The, the article goes on to say, according to police, Diaz arrived at the New Orleans Police Department 6th District Station. What was that? Thursday morning. In the presence of his attorney, Diaz was transported to the New Orleans Justice Center and booked accordingly. He remained in custody of the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office for a few hours. Diaz representative Zach Rochenfield told MMA Junkie in a statement that Diaz voluntarily surrendered to the authorities and plans to prove his, he acted in self-defense. They voluntarily turned himself in to the New Orleans Police Department this morning approximately at 7.10 Central Time, Rosenfield said. We continue to look forward to presenting all evidence and videos that show Nate was acting in self-defense. According to Rosenfield, Diaz posted bond with full permission from the court to resume travel, which includes returning to Stockton today. We appreciate how we were treated by the New Orleans Police Department, the court, and their staff. And then it goes on. The scuffle started. And now here's the interesting part. If found guilty, Diaz could face up to eight years in prison or a $2,000 fine, which is it. The penalty in Louisiana for second-degree battery. I think he's going to get off. Because the other thing that doesn't help this Rodney Peterson guy is that he went on video afterwards saying, Oh, I'm going to mess you up, Nate. I'm going to mess you up. So it's not like he's acting like he he's scared of Nate. So we shall see what happens. Let's look at this. Five potential opponents for Gervonta Davis after knockout win over Ryan Garcia. But hold up. Like I said before, I don't think this is going to help deter the Jake Paul fight honestly I think that fight is gonna go off without a hinge and the more interesting thing is if that fight does numbers the UFC's in trouble the UFC is in trouble because they lost the megastar they they had three they had three which were Conor McGregor Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal they lost two well I say they, they lost one because Nate's no longer under contract so Nate's gonna go fight somewhere else Although Jorge retired, he's still under contract. So if he were to fight, he would have to fight in the UFC. Much like Misha Tate. 
Remember she retired and she went in to be an executive at one championship? And when she wanted to fight again, one championship had to let her go so she could return to the UFC? So there's that. Because from what I heard, she even tried to get released from her contract to fight at one, but they didn't let it happen. And then there's Connor. And how many more fights are we going to get out of Connor? Like, who's the next big star? Yeah, yeah, there was, what's his name? Raul Rosas, he just lost. But that guy's young. You have Sean O'Malley. But outside of those guys, who's the next big star that's a young guy? I mean, you have Israel, but Israel's in his mid-30s. How many more fights do you think Israel's going to have? And then there's John, that John's going to retire after this next fight. Like, the UFC's in trouble if this fight does good numbers. But Nate has says that he will return to the UFC to try to win a belt. I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's see this. Five potential opponents for Gervonta Davis after knockout win over Ryan Garcia. Gervonta Davis delivered another spectacular performance this past Saturday night in Las Vegas, stopping Ryan Garcia in the seventh round in a scheduled 12-round, 136-pound fight. The victory underscored Tank's place among the best handful of fighters in the world. The next step in the career of Davis should be the most difficult, on paper at least, a meeting with one of the top, more established 135 pounders. Here are the best five possible opponents for the rising star from Baltimore. That last part didn't make no sense to me. Who? Shakur Stevenson. Stevenson might be the most skillful boxer on the planet. The former 130 title holder has been untouchable with the natural gift and ability to pick his opponents apart while taking almost nothing in return. And the 25-year-old Southpaw from New Jersey hasn't been fighting bums with Joey Gonzalez and Jamal Herring and Oscar Valdez among his victims. Davis, a superb technician himself, can box with anyone, but he generally relies on big punches to get the job done. He could find it difficult to land cleanly against Stevenson, who might be able to stick and move his way to surviving 12 rounds and winning a decision. Stevenson's one liability is ordinary punching power, which could work against him in a meeting with Davis. Can the fight be made? Davis and Stevenson are aligned with competing outlets, but so were Davis and Garcia. If David won't. If Davis wants the fight to happen, it'll happen. Okay, here's my... Because Shakur Stevenson is what? He's top rank, huh? Oh, fuck. It's because... Let me see. If he's top rank... He's top rank. He is top rank, okay. So he's top rank, right? If you're top rank, this is what you do. This is what you do. And people aren't going to like this suggestion. But this is what you do, in my opinion. If he has a fight lined up, have him fight that fight, and then you have him fight the winner... Vasily Lomachenko and David Haney. And then the winner of that fight is Gervonta Davis. Because it'll be easier for them to do one fight in cross-promotion rather than multiple fights. Because what other star does Golden Boy had? They had Canelo, but their only star at this point that I'm aware of is Ryan Garcia. And look, here it is. Haney is the undisputed champion, but not necessarily the number one 135-pounder. The 24-year-old from San Francisco... Also is one of the best technicians in the business, although probably not as good as Stevenson. And he punches no harder than Stevenson does, which would add to the challenge he faced against a complete fighter like Davis. However, Haney shouldn't be underestimated. Even against Davis, he has big fight experience, including back-to-back victories over George Cambosis, the first in which he won all four titles. And he's a particularly big 135-pounder. And he's a particularly big 135-pounder, which is always a plus. Negotiations between Davis and Haney also could be tricky, however. Davis will be highly motivated to fight for the Undisputed Championship, 
whether it's, it's against Haney or Vasily Lomachenko. Haney and Lomachenko are scheduled to meet on May 20th. You see? You see? Why Why are, they, why are you again? And then here's another one, Vasily. So, okay. Now the question. Okay. Now let me backtrack. Top Rank has. This is. If Top Rank wants to make money. But I don't know. Because we all know Bob Aram. He's funny. If Top Rank wants to make money. This is what you do then. You wait for this May 20th fight to happen. You call Al Heyman Leonard Ellerby and be like, okay, we saw we, the numbers you guys did with Golden Boy. We want in on that action. Let's do it for all the marbles. And then in the contract, you put we do a rematch clause for both fighters. And then you also put in the contract, if Shakur wins, if he wins his fight after the second fight, like let's say Tank wins both fights against Lomachenko or Haney because we don't I don't even know if this fight in itself has a rematch clause the Lomachenko Haney fight I don't know if it has a rematch clause but if it doesn't and they move on to Tank and they put a rematch clause in on that one let's say Tank wins both fights we're just saying let's say Tank wins both fights if I'm top rank I'm going okay Shakur Stevenson is next it's a win-win for both they're gonna make good money if Tank beats both of these guys that he can retire he doesn't need to be 50 and over like for me Tank just needs to be either Cause I, I'm like, okay, I don't cover boxing, so I'm gonna tell you. I honestly think Haney's gonna win this pretty easily. I think David Haney beats Vasily Lomachenko pretty easily. And then here's the third fight. So we had Shakur at one, Haney at two, Lomachenko, which is at three, is a wild card. The boxing wizard from Ukraine can make a fool out of almost anyone once upon a time, but he's 35 now. We'll find out whether he still has it when he fights Haney. Many rolled Lomachenko off when he lost the 135-pound titles to Tofimo Lopez by unanimous decision in October 2020. However, he fought with an injured shoulder in that bout. He has since delivered convincing victories over Masayoshi Nakatani, Richard Komei, and Germani Ortiz, Ortiz. Leading some that believe that he still has plenty to give to in this sport. That could be bad news for Davis should they meet in the ring. A Lomachenko at, top, at the top of his game could frustrate anyone. Even a top pound-for-pound competing entity, entities could poise problems in this one too. However, if Lomachenko beats Haney, Davis will want to fight him. Okay, and then there's there's Isaac Cruz who Tank already fought. And this would probably be an easier fight to make because they share managers. And then there's Frank Martin. It says Martin isn't as established as the big four Davis, Stevenson, Haney, and Lomachenko, but has shown signs of being a special fighter. He has impressive God given gifts, polished polished skills, I said polished, and solid punching power. He has a major he had a major breakthrough in, in his most recent fight. A dominating unanimous decision win over previously unbeaten and respected Michael Rivera Rivera or Michelle Rivera, I'm sorry, in December. That lifted the 28-year-old from Detroit to elite status. He ranked in the top seven of all four major sanctioning bodies, which means a big fight is around the corner if he continues to win. Could he push Davis? That would be difficult without much big fight experience, but he has tools to give anyone problems. Plus, he and Davis are both aligned with PBC, um, for for those that don't know, Premier Boxing Championships and Showtime, which would make negotiations relatively easy. You see, like... The big fights that we all want to see, like they said, the big four, like Haney, like it was easy for them to make Haney and Lomachenko because they're with top rank. This, this, um, Frank Martin guy and 
Isaac Cruz, those fights will be easy because they're all with probably PBC and Showtime. What what is what is Haney versus Davis, Shakur versus like the, it'll be easy for them to make the winner of Lomachenko Davis, I mean Haney versus Shakur Stevenson because they're all top ranked. So like these big cross promotion fights are hard because a lot of times nobody wants to give in. So we should we'll see what happens. But let's look at BKFC. If you're asking me though, I'm gonna go with the wild card Vasily Lomachenko because again I'm like. Ryan Garcia, again, he had the deck stacked against him. And I'm the only one saying this. Like, Ryan's not using this as an excuse. But he was ready to go out there and box Tank Davis, where you could see where Tank was just looking in for the big shot, and he eventually got it. And then Tank started boxing, you know? So, I don't know. For me, it would be the winner of Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko, but I think Vasily Lomachenko versus Davis would be a good fight. Okay, let's look at BKFC. We're only going to talk about two the two big fights, even though... Ben Rothwell is going to make his debut. Okay, um, let me look for bare knuckles. Look, I like this article. Chad Mendes conflicted about fighting beyond BKFC 41. This stuff isn't a necessity anymore. Chad Mendes hasn't lost his desire to compete, but it needs to be worth it in order for him to continue past BKFC 41. Mendes takes on Eddie Alvarez in the co-main event Saturday at the First Bank Center in Denver. I was going to say arena. The main card streams on Fight TV with a price point of $49.99, basically $50. Mendes, a multiple-time UFC title challenger, said he's still in top form, but admits one of his main motivations is money. Money talks, big-time Mendes told MMA Junkie Radio. Obviously, I feel like I'm still in my prime. I'm not to the point where I'm like, man, I'm falling behind here. I'm starting to slack in sparring and getting beat up or anything like that. I'm still doing really well. I have no health issues, knock on wood right now. But obviously, I feel like we're all playing with fire every time we step in there. I have a family, and for me, like this stuff isn't a necessity anymore. The money that I get from fighting isn't something I absolutely need. I have some other businesses that are successful and doing really well. They keep me busy. They keep things that I absolutely love to do. Oh, and they're things that I absolutely love to do. But it's nice to still compete. I still have the drive and hunger to do it. Just at the time with the UFC, in my mind, the money wasn't worth it. The money's worth it now for my last two fights I've had with this organization. I mean, they must be paying them good money, but, like, is it feasible in the long run? Like you just said, the reason I retired is because I wasn't getting paid enough. Mendes, 37, retired from MMA in 2019 before signing a multiple fight deal with BKFC in 2021. He teased retirement again in a recent interview, but as long as he isn't taking too much damage and earns big paychecks, he could take one more fight after the Al- Al- after Alvarez. I said this might be my last one. I don't know, Mendes said. We'll just kind of see how this goes. If I go out there and it's very successful, it's a very successful fight for me, and I don't take much damage, and the money's right, and the opponent's right, then maybe I'll do one more. I don't know, but I'm kind of taking a fight by fight. I wasn't honestly sure if I was going to do another one after the first one. I mean, I get it. He still has the hunger to compete and stuff like that. But And they must be paying him good. I'm glad he's getting paid. Because if he wasn't getting paid, that would make me sad. But we shall see, man. And let's be honest. He's not fighting young up-and-comers. Like, he's fighting a vet. And he's 37. So we'll see what happens. See what happens. And can I, can I go back? Oh, let's read this one. Look, look, look. 
It goes on to say, this is the title, UFC champ Israel Adesanya sounds off on Drickus Duplices. I'm going to fucking beat him until he's black. Eee, let's see. And it goes, just how badly does Israel Adesanya want to get his hands on Drickus Duplices and why? Question. Racially charged comments by the UFC middleweight champion have made it very clear. I'm going to, <laughs> ready? I'm going to F him take him to school in the octagon and on history. What's he doing? Is creating divide, Adesanya said in a video posted to his Freestyle Bender YouTube channel on Wednesday. You can't know your history. I've never questioned him as an African. Because, yeah, you were born in Africa, South Africa, of course. You're an African. I never questioned that. But who the F is this dude to tell me who the F I am? I'll say it, but just this once. It goes on to say, but who the F is this cracker? I'm not going to. So when you hear me say dude, I'm referring to that word. Tell me who the fuck I am. Who the fuck Kamaru is. Who the fuck Ngani is. I'm like, are you dumb? As a product of colonization, you're trying to tell me who the fuck I am? You could take the boy out of Africa, but you could never take Africa out of the boy. I never did that to him. I never discredited him as an African. Okay, you are. Cool. You want to make a fight? Cool. But the fact that as a fucking dude to tell me who the fuck I am, that pissed me off. And that's why he's my next fight. Because I don't want to fight anyone else. This one pisses me off. And it goes on to say, Adesanya, who is black, it has been upset with Duplices, who is white, since his original comments in March. When he took a shot at Adesanya and the former welterweight champ, Kamar Usman, Duplices, a South African native, said that he would be the first true African UFC champ since he still lives in Africa, whereas the Nigerian-born Adesanya and Usman haven't lived there since they were young kids. Okay, hold on. He never said that. What he said was, did those belts ever go to Africa? He never said this, which I believe Drickus is right. He never said, wh where is it? The first true native. Is that is that them making words? Because I know this is, this is, this is the quote. This is the quote. So are they implying this? Because I don't believe this is what Drickus meant. He said he would be the first true name. Did he honestly say that or is that them like implying that's what he's saying? Because they shouldn't say that. They just just say that the belts never went to Africa. He never said this. It, it go, this, this is the quote. Did those belts ever go to Africa? Do please ask reports of UFC 285 media day? As far as I know, they came to America and New Zealand. I'm going to take those belts to Africa. I'm the African fighter in the UFC. Myself and Cameron Thiaman. I hope I said that word. We breathe African air. We wake up in Africa every day. We train in Africa. We're African born. We're African raised. We still reside in Africa. We train out of Africa. That's an African champion. And that's who I'll be. So where did he say this? Where did he say he'll be the first true African? He never said that. What he said was, I'm going to take the belts to Africa. I'm going to. I'm the African fighter in the UFC. What he's saying by I'm the African fighter is because he lives there. Okay? Like, this shit needs to stop. Like, because Israel's pissed off for no reason. Because Drickus never said that. Because Drickus even went on the MMA hour and said, I never said that. What I said was, Are th have those belts ever been to Africa? And then Israel goes on to say, and for the champ, there's only one place, one way to settle it and place to settle their beef. I want to do it in South Africa or somewhere in Africa, Adesanya said. He thinks they're going to have his back. It's only the product of him that's going to have his back. He doesn't understand who I am. Like I said, he created division. 
I don't like that. You didn't have to do that. You don't understand. I'm here now. I'm going to fuck this guy up. I'm going to torture this guy. Holy shit. You don't have to create division. This is not the time for that shit. You could have definitely got the fight without talking all that shit. Well, be careful what you wish for. You got what you want. He's next. I'm going to fucking beat him until he's black. And then, and then, because I don't know if that video was filmed before the announcement of Robert Whitaker and Drickus Duplices. It probably was because Dana went on to say, the winner of this fight will fight Israel Adesanya in Australia. But I don't know, man. For me, like, where he's at, I'm the African fighter. That's just him implying that he still lives there. He trains there, you know? I don't think he was trying to discredit Israel, Usman, or Francis. That's like when Connor said, Rafael <laughs> um, Dos Años trained in California because at the time he was training with Jason Perillo. That's basically the same thing, but he never discredited his Brazilian nationality that he was from Brazil. Because now he trains with Andre Pedaneris, so he moved back to Brazil as far as I know. Sean Strickland explains why he is fighting unranked Abish Magomedov. When top-ranked middleweight Sean Strickland's next fight was announced by the UFC, it turned head. Strickland was booked against Abbas Magomedov in the headliner of the July 1st card at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Strickland is ranked number 7 by the UFC at 185 West. Magomedov has only fought once in the octagon. So why did Strickland accept the fight? An unranked opponent. His answer was simple. They said, Sean, you're going to wait for a long time for a top 6 plus guy to open. Or we'll pay you a lot of money to fight this guy. So here we are, Strickland tweeted. I just bought a new motorcycle and I like another one. Thinking about a sports bike. If anyone has a hookup. Oh no, it says thinking a sports bike. If anyone has a hookup. Magomedov needed just 19 seconds to spark Dustin Stoltbus in his UFC debut last September. He hasn't competed since, but saw two fights against Gerald Mearshart in February and Makhumed Moradov in March get scrapped. Strickland was last seen in action in January when he defeated Nasutim Imanov in a short notice light heavyweight bout in the UFC Fight Night 217 headline. The win snapped a two-fight losing skid which came at the hands of former champion Alex Pereira and former title challenger Jared Cannonier. I thought Sean Strickland won that fight. Okay, but let me go back to the BKFC thing. Sorry, it's because I saw the Israel thing. And I honestly like Israel a lot. So we're going to end with the picks for the UFC card in this. The pay-per-view main event. Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold at 185 pounds. That has to... What a... Were Mike Perry's other BKFC fights at 185? Let's see. On October 26th, it was not Perry signed a contract with Bern Knuckle Fighting Championship after his UFC contract expired. On November 27th, Perry faced Michael Steele's in a boxing versus MMA card promoted by Tri- Oh my god, I'm not talking about that. Perry made his debut against Julian Lane at Bern Knuckle Boxing Championship Knuckle Mania 2 on February 19th, 2022. After knocking down Lane in the round one, Perry won the fight via unanimous decision. Perry then faced MMA, I mean, Bellator MMA veteran Michael Venom Page. Okay, but what was the weight? Because the only reason I'm asking is because I think Julian Lane is a lot smaller than Perry. MVP and Perry are about the same size. And I know Luke Rockhold is way bigger than Perry. Like, look, Chad Mendes and Eddie Alvarez, about the same size. Chad would fight at 145, Eddie would fight at 155. They're fighting at 165. So I don't know if that would favor Eddie because Eddie used to fight at 170. 
So I'm thinking Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold favors Luke Rockhold weight-wise. And I like Luke Rockhold's chances. And I want to watch this for the main event. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I like Luke Rockhold in this fight. And I honestly like Chad Mendes over Eddie because I honestly want to see Eddie Alvarez retire. I can't tell Eddie what to do, right? But I would honestly would like to see him retire. And then Ben Rothwell versus Josh Copeland. That's going to be a crazy fight. I don't know who Josh Copeland is, but just knowing Ben Rothwell and Christine Friera versus Beck Rollins, it's going to be a good fight. I don't know, man. There's some good fights on here, but that Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold, I think if Luke really is going to perform the way he's talking, like Luke's going to blow this guy out the water, in my opinion, because Luke is talking like, bro, I'm back. Like, I'm really back. So we shall see what happens. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. So now let's go to the UFC card this weekend. So Sonya Dong versus Ricky Simone. I got Ricky Simone. Kyle Boralojo versus, I just call him the Polish Diaz. Can I call him that? The Polish Diaz? Rodolfo Vieira versus Cody Brundage. Let's see, how many fights do I care about? Julian Rosa versus Fernando. Padilla. Poliana Viana was supposed to fight? What the hell, man? All right, so we're going to do... I don't feel like doing bets for this one, dude, because I would only pick two fights. I would pick, I would pick, I don't know how to say it, so I'm going to call him the Polish Diaz. And then Ricky Simone. That's the only two I'm going to do. I want to know how to say his name. Hold on. I'm not leaving until I know how to say his name. Because that bothers the fuck out of me when I don't know how to say their name. It's Ola Chuck. So Michelle Ola Chuck. that's who I'm picking. All right? So let me do it. I'm picking Ricky Simone and Michelle Ola Chuck. Because all these other fights are ass. Like, I don't care about them. And especially because Piala Viana Viana was supposed to fight. Now I'm mad. I didn't even know she was supposed to fight. So that's all I got for you guys. I'll see you later. Peace.